From Troy Public Radio, I'm Tim Phillips, and this is Clarinet Corner. And today I'm very grateful to have a special guest on the show. And this particular guest is one that is in the New Grove Encyclopedia of Music and Musicians. He's a clarinetist that has had a an incredible career. And he's someone that you listeners have probably heard your entire lives. And so happy to have Stanley Drucker here today. Stanley, thank you for being here. Well, my pleasure, Tim. Thank you. And Stanley Drucker was the principal clarinetist of the New York Philharmonic for, uh, what, what was it, 48 years as principal clarinet, and he performed in the orchestra for 60 years. And I just my my mind explodes when I when I think of that and all of the uh, all the experiences that you must have had. I, I just I, I want to f- first talk to you about this probably the most famous passage in all of American music, the the glissando at the beginning of George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. And that particular clip that we just listened to starts the movie Manhattan, the Woody Allen movie Manhattan. Um, so tell me about that particular recording session and uh, what that experience was like. Yes, uh, the, the, uh, the performance was made in uh, Avery Fisher Hall at the time, uh, and, uh, which is now Geffen Hall, mm-hmm. as you know. Yes. And... and Woody Allen and Diane Keaton were present. Uh, she was one of the stars of that film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember when we, it, 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 when he when we played it, uh, uh, Woody gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> he did, and Woody Allen's a clarinetist too, so um, right. he plays a different style than you and I do. He's more of a, like a New Orleans kind of uh, jazz sound, sort of. But right. um, he definitely appreciates the difficulty of the clarinet. So I'm sure he does. I mean, he, he he's spoken to a lot of people, you know, about uh, music and clarinet in particular. Yeah, and the the beginning of of Manhattan, the movie has this uh, glissando at the beginning, Rhapsody in Blue, and then he's kind of talking about starting his novel, like how he wants to start the book, and uh, he he starts it over and over again. It's really an, an interesting scene. How is that recording? industry nowadays, because we have your new CD here, uh, the Heritage Collection, Hidden Gems. We're talking today about volume eight and nine. So we have all these other volumes uh, that are available as well. And these are recordings that have been done over the years. Some of these recordings go back to the year 2000, and some of them are, are more recent than that. But these iconic recordings that were made so many years ago, when I th- think of you, I think of all the great orchestral uh, playing that you've done over the years and all the concertos that you've done with the New York Philharmonic. And other times, I, I, I know one time when I was very young, you came to my town and you played, uh, I think, the Premier Rhapsody with the Kansas City Symphony. And I, I, you know, all, I mean, all these performances that you've done over the years. But for my ears as a... Um, an American clarinetist, I'm used to hearing you in an orchestral context. So a lot of these yeah. uh, recordings are, are two things. One is they're either solo works or chamber works, which I don't always get think of when I think of Stanley Drucker. I don't think of you playing like a solo piece or something in chamber in a chamber music setting. And the other uh, thing that's, uh, I think, 
perhaps unique about this set of CDs is that they're mostly live performances, unedited live performances, right? That's correct. Uh, that's correct. They were uh, the, the that's that was the uh, uh, the uh, exciting part of it. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, nowadays you buy you buy these CDs, and uh, they're they're all very carefully edited, I'm sure. And um, in oh, fact, yeah. yeah, in recent years, there's been a, a whole market for um, for live performances, like uh, clarinetists who've sent me recordings for this show. Who specifically, they're the part of the marketing of the CD is that this is a live performance. That's my favorite thing about this is is these are live performances. And I don't think that probably for most of these performances you ever thought, well, this is going to be a CD. It was just another day in your life, another concert, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It uh, it was uh, it, it, it it came. It didn't come at that time, and you know the significance of of these varied pieces, and and with great colleagues. Yeah. Uh, in in a lot of Carnegie Hall to. The Library of Congress to uh, libraries, uh, uh, schools—it uh, uh, it just uh, was uh, was amazing. Some of them were were done, uh, you know, uh, early ones like the Bartok Contrast uh, were was recorded with a single microphone, single hanging microphone. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, and it's so many recordings. So for for your, any young clarinetists listening who are wanting a uh, a nice comprehensive set of, of some of the most important works uh, ever composed for the clarinet. This is definitely a set that you should get. And there's there's uh, nothing like hearing a living legend who we have on the show today, Stanley Drucker, play these pieces. The, the first uh, Very much. example I'm, I want to play from these uh, recordings is uh, the final movement of the trio in A minor, Opus 114, uh, by Johannes Brahms, and it's for clarinet, cello, and piano. And this was recorded in 2000, and you're uh, performing with Carter Bray cello and Gerald Robbins piano. And um, when I think of the Brahms trio or any of the Brahms works for clarinet, I think of Richard Mulefeld, who was the, the clarinetist who inspired Brahms to write all these, all these clarinet works. And I know uh, about your life that you have done the same for, uh, for some composers. And uh, w- w- tell me some, some of these composers who've, who've composed works for you. And what's that like, uh, like the beginning of a new piece? Like, for example, the Corleano Clarinet Concerto that I know he, he, kinda, he wrote with you in mind. What, what's that like when they hand you a score for the first time and you realize that you're the one who's going to bring it to life? Well, it, it was one of the uh, highlights of my life was this premiere, uh, and uh, uh, it was conducted by Leonard Bernstein uh, and uh, uh, and John I's father, John Corleone's father, had had been concertmaster of the Philharmonic for quite a long time, and uh, uh, the piece came the piece came to me piecemeal actually a movement at a time. Uh, and I think the last moment maybe came uh, three weeks before the, the first rehearsal. Oh, wow. So it and it's little... hard. It's very hard. Well, you know, they, well, also, yeah, everything, uh, in those days, they, everything was copied by hand. You know, copyists did uh, the score. And uh, and there was no piano reduction uh, at, at, at this time uh, of the piece. So it was really... Uh, uh, you know, dealing with uh, with so many uh, 
things that could, you know, could be affect the, the performance. It, but it was very thrilling for me to to play this uh, this piece, uh, and it, I sort of it became uh, repertoire in a way. I, yeah. I actually played it with a lot of different orchestras. I played it in different countries. It makes a statement, you know. He's written so so many interesting pieces and music for film and so forth. You know, he did Red Violin and yeah. and, uh, and uh, earlier films and all. So it was it was really uh, for me a, a, a great moment and to play. And they recorded that particular performance, I think. Well, let's let's get into some listening. This is uh, one of the original works inspired by great clarinetists, the, the trio in A minor, Opus 114 by Johannes Brahms, inspired by Richard Muehlfeld, played here by an inspired clarinetist, Stanley Drucker, with Carter Bray Cello and Gerald Robbins Piano. And this was recorded live in the year 2000. That was the fourth and final movement of the trio in A minor, Opus 114, for clarinet, cello, and piano by Johannes Brahms, performed by clarinetist Stanley Drucker, cellist Carter Bray, and pianist Gerald Robbins. And it was a live performance from 2000. And it all comes from the most recent edition of the Heritage Collection, Hidden Gems, featuring the recordings over the years of the great clarinetist Stanley Drucker. And I have Stanley here on the phone with me today, which is always a, a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I'm always just t- totally blown away by your by your career and your memories, and uh, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about this uh, this work, Black Dog, which is the final work on disc nine. This is a work for clarinet and wind ensemble, and it's quite different from the Brahms. It's it's a very contemporary work, and you performed it with the University of Florida Wind Symphony, uh, conducted by David Waybright. And tell me about that experience. How did that come about? And what what was your what what are your thoughts on Black Dog? Well, you know, it, it's a it's a wild piece. I think. Yeah. It's fun to listen. To, terrifying to play. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, it, uh, it I was you know uh, my, my former student and and, and great friend uh, Mitchell Estrin uh, t- teaches at the University of Florida Gainesville and. Uh, uh, he was involved with uh, setting, I guess, setting this up. The university gave me an honorary doctorate, mm-hmm. and I didn't even have to write a paper or, or a study. <laughs> no, that's the best way to get a doctorate. I highly recommend that. I've never experienced it myself, but I think that's probably the the best way. So we performed it, you know, uh, at that time, recorded at that time, uh, as one of the visits to, to Gainesville, University of Florida. And uh, it... Uh, it was a, it's, it's a piece that, uh, I guess it's a fun piece, you know, it, it's yeah. got incredibly high notes. Uh, some of them have to be played very softly, and, uh, and which is an added, uh, added challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the piece very much. Yeah. I thought it was exciting. 
It is. It's uh, it's a really exciting piece, and and this uh, this piece is based on if you for my listeners the there's a Led Zeppelin tune, Black Dog, and if you listen carefully within this clarinet uh, piece, this clarinet fantasy, you can hear that primary melody from that in here. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll go ahead and and take a listen. Uh, Stanley Drucker performing Black Dog by Scott McAllister. was the clarinet work Black Dog for Clarinet and Wind Ensemble by Scott McAllister, performed by clarinetist Stanley Drucker with the University of Florida Wind Symphony, conductor David Waybright. And that was recorded in 2010 when Stanley was receiving an honorary doctorate from the University of Florida. Stanley, after you uh, played in the New York Philharmonic for 60 years and uh, retired, and I know your performing didn't and hasn't probably ended, uh, you're, still, you're still doing concerts and various things, and it's uh, fantastic to hear the, these new recordings, uh, the Heritage Collection, Hidden Gems, featuring the live uh, recordings of Stanley Drucker, two CDs in this volume, including works like the uh, Johannes Brahms uh, Sonata in F, uh, minor, the Corleano soliloquy yeah. for clarinet string quartet, which is a, a gorgeous piece. Uh, there are some works for uh, two clarinets. Uh, there's one Meyer Kupferman, that you, a double concerto that you played with uh, your wife Naomi Drucker, along with so many other great things on on these recordings. And I, I want to thank you so much for that, and thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure to talk to you, and um, I wish you all the best. And hopefully, we'll we'll talk again soon. Oh, wonderful! Thank you very much. You've been listening to Clarinet Corner, production of Troy Public Radio, and produced by Joey Hudson. I'm Tim Phillips, and there's a lot more where that came from. This is Troy Public Radio.